Welcome to another episode of How to Connect with Your Kids, where we talk to lots of different parents to find out how they connect with their kids. Our hope is that with each episode, you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged to continue to pursue meaningful relationships with your kids that lead them to the Lord. We are your hosts, Micah and Joy. And today, you get to listen in as we talk with our special guest parents, Gary and Rachel White. Hi, how are you? Doing good. What's Happy going to be on? Here. It's a good day. Really exciting to get a chance to speak with the both of you. Um, you know, what we like to start, we want to get to know you a little bit more and make sure that our listeners also know you. Can you just introduce us to your family to tell us about yourselves and your family? Sure. Rachel, you want to do that? Yeah. So obviously we're Gary and Rachel. We've been married eight years, almost, almost. eight years this year. Uh, we have a six-year-old a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So the oldest two are girls and our youngest is a boy. Um, and yeah, that's us. Yeah. Uh, what are the de- oh, details? Um, Glory, <laughs> honor, you- and ransom. We have Christian hippie names for, for, <laughs> ch- for children's names. Uh, <laughs> and our youngest son, our youngest child has autism. So that's another aspect of our parenting. Wow, I bet that a big, has a big pivotal <laughs> a change. It changed parenting. Uh, yeah. Once he came along, it was a uh, okay. All hands on deck. We had to learn learn parenting all over again, which has been great and great in the most challenging way because I didn't really, we didn't really see that coming, but it has made us better parents for our older two. Mm-hmm. Um, being able yeah. to recognize needs that they had that maybe we weren't uh, didn't have eyes to see at that time, you know. Uh, it's amazing what a child with special needs will change in you. It will at least it changed in me to just be able to be more sensitive and aware of the needs, you know? Yeah. That's really special. I imagine, I mean, it's enough change in how you connect with your kids when you've got girls and boys. Um, and then when you also have a child that is on the spectrum that, that brings another level of a challenge and also just a unique special opportunity to connect in, in different ways you weren't expecting. Do you think you can talk to that a little bit, how you connect with each of your kids? Sure. Uh, Sure. Yeah. I think it's different for each of us, um, how we connect with them. So, um, I know for me, uh, I do bedtime routine with, all three of them. So that's a big part of my time to connect with them is we always do bedtime stories. That's something my mom always did with me and my sister that I still remember and love. Um, So I make sure that's a part of our night. They know they're going to pick out their bedtime story. They're going to get that time with me reading aloud to them. And we say bedtime prayers, do a little devotional. Um, And then with my girls, um, since they're a little bit older, they're old enough to help in the kitchen. They love to bake. So that's something that I make time to do with them. It's so much easier for me to just bake by myself. I love to bake and it's, it's hard (laughs) baking with a six-year-old and a four-year-old. It takes twice, maybe three times the time, but Mm -hmm. they love it. And a lot of patience. Yeah. Oh yes. So much patience. Um, but they just light up when they know, okay, we're going to get to go in the kitchen. We're going to get to measure things and, you know, help you Mm. and see what we made. Um, so I try and make sure that I take some time to do that with them because that's a time for us to connect. 
and with our son, uh, who's two, just a lot of outdoor time. We, I take him on bike rides with a bike trailer and we explore a neighborhood and walk down walking trails and go in the backyard and play. So that's my time to connect Quality with him. Time. Quality mm-hmm. time. Yeah. yeah. And for Gary, yours is a little bit different, your connection time with him. Yeah. I, um, I, I take the girls to school every day. So in the car ride there and the car ride home, they have my undivided attention. So it has become a very intentional thing for me to just, they have, they have my undivided attention. So at least for 10 minutes every day, they can ask me what they want, any questions. And we just, it's, it has become, I didn't really realize it was a thing until I've been doing it for a while. I was like, Oh, that's when I'm connected. That's when their time with me is, even if the rest of the day gets busy every morning, there's no other distraction, just me and because they go separately. Um, and it's just my time with them in a the car. And it's really, it's really awesome. Um, What's ransom questions? We'll get to ransom in a second. What's one of the questions that they ask recently? What have they asked you recently? <laughs> uh, Glory well, has my, a million. Yeah, my, my, <laughs> Gloria, she is the question queen. Uh, but let's see, what is she? What did we talk about recently? It's different every day. Oh my goodness. Uh, recently she saw a Chips Ahoy truck and mm-hmm. she's like, and she, she can now read everything. So she's, what was the question? It had some, it was just her telling me a story. I don't, I don't <laughs> think that was actually, <laughs> it was actually, it's like I, the, Chips Ahoy uh, at school. We saw yada, 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 yada. And I was like, but, and those, I mean, and I guess I wasn't listening because I can't remember what she said. Um, no, I was. That, that sounded bad. That's not what I meant. That's, no, sure it was. How many times is parent do do we do yeah. that? Oh my goodness! Can we? I know we, we probably don't edit these, but but uh, anyways, anyways, ransom, ransom. Uh, I connect with him as much as I. So there's several times a day. Because when in his routine that I make sure that I'm there. So like I try to be like either I go wake him up in the morning with Rachel or he comes and gets me out of the bed every morning. And it's like a moment every day. It's like, good morning, buddy. We're here. Like, what are are you excited? Like, did you sleep well? And every morning that like if if I'm sleeping, when Rachel goes to get him, he'll run across the house and wake me up. Mm-hmm. That's and, the first thing he does. And if, and if Let's I, go get that. <laughs> and if I'm awake before, you know, I'll go over there and get him. And it's just his needs are different. He just needs to know that I'm there, like, like, and that I see him because his communication is limited at this point. So it really is just whenever he may be building a tower with blocks, come, I come join him, or if mm-hmm. he's whatever he's doing, me coming to join him and meet him on his level, that's the connection point. So it's always different. Um, it's not really doing anything that I necessarily want to, like, it's not like, hey, I want to go do this with him. He doesn't communicate that way. He doesn't operate that way. So in moment, I have to come join him in whatever connection that ha- that needs to happen. So that was something that we really, uh, do with the other girls too even though we can say hey we have an idea let's go do this coming to them and becoming available 
realizing what they're interested in, what they are passionate about and coming and joining them in that, even if we're not necessarily passionate about it, instead of trying to pull them into what we're passionate about. Speaking, I love that. Uh, I love I'll, that. I'll piggyback on the connection thing. So when we um, when we realized that Ransom had autism when he was about two and a half. Well, he was um, two. Well, two. Oh, yeah, he was just, just two. two. That's right. Um, it kind of dawned on me that I hadn't really been seeing him where he was. What I was seeing was like a projection, a mental projection of where he should be. Like he wasn't speaking yet and he wasn't meeting these milestones that you expect. So I was actually seeing a projection of him and not actually where he was until it's like, oh, we realized, oh, he does have autism. And then I realized I was doing the same thing with my other girls, recognizing where they are and what their needs are and seeing where they are, not the next step for them. Not having kind of an expectation of you should be here. So I'm going to treat you like you're at this level and this is the maturity or the age that you have, but realizing more, okay, this is where they are and let's meet them where they are. So in that way, recognizing his autism changed just the lens that I saw my other girls through. So it's, it was really transformational and uh, we've definitely become better parents because of it, which is really weird to say. Yeah, it's been a blessing for our whole family yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. I love that you recognized that not just for how you interact and connect with Ransom, but for your daughters too, because that's something that we all need. It's a, it's a definitely something as parents, and I'm sure we have memories of our own parents where expectations are great and our parents thinking the best of us are great. But when that projection happens of, well, this is where you should be, um, it becomes a burden to our children. And so I love that you have proactively and purposely um, changed your focus and how you connect with them. That's so special. And it makes even those rides in the car where we don't remember what they say. <laughs> but they're, we're there. They're actually we're special. There. Yeah, we, I'm present. <laughs> totally present. Even if I may not be present for 90% of the day, but in the car. <laughs> I'm yeah. present, you know. I love and that. And that's not true. Wait a minute, I'm present more than I, you're more than ninety percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should. Stop. Now, <laughs> you guys. So these are ways that you have found that work really well at connecting with your kids, and I think that this isn't just unique to your family. This is something we can all apply with our children to meet them where they're at. Um, but surely along the way, you've had some uh, hiccups, some some failures that you wish maybe didn't happen. <laughs> and one thing that we always ask on the podcast is, you know, if you're willing to share any of those, because that's definitely encouraging for the parent out there that feels like a failure to know they're not alone uh, and to know that, that yeah. we can, we can change the course. Yeah. I think it kind of goes back into what we were just talking about, the expectations that we have for our kids. Um, mm -hmm. Our six-year-old is, she's so intelligent. She's, she just tested into gifted. She's always been very analytical. She was reading early. Um, and she's also very tall. So she looks older than she is. Um, and having our children were all born within three and a half years. So they're so close together and, and it's a lot, wow. it's such a blessing, but it's a lot taking care of, you know, so many children that are so young. So we realized, uh, that we were just putting, 
too high of a setting too high of a bar for her, like expecting her to be more uh, independent and more mature um, because she is so smart, because she is so big, because she is the oldest. And because we are, you know, like we are. And in certain things, she will show like, oh, she can reason really well. And that doesn't yes. go across the board to everything. It's like, yes. So she, it's, she it's, has it's been to... hard to sometimes distinguish that. And like, oh, in this, she mm-hmm. is a six year old, even though in something else, she may act like she's 10. Yes. So she can read it like a third grader and she can do math like a second grader. And it's easy to think, okay, well, then you can handle the same responsibility that an eight year old can handle. And um, realizing that, you know, she's she's just sick. She's still emotionally and and the social maturity and what she can handle. She's still she's a six year old. So Mm -hmm. um, I know that's somewhere where I've seen in the past where I failed, where I've had moments where God just kind of opened my eyes and showed me that, look, you know, she's so young and you're expecting so much more from her um, than she can give because she's so young. So I think that's definitely somewhere where I failed in the past. It's just unrealistic expectations based on, mm-hmm. based on her strengths, you know, is based on some of the wonderful qualities that we saw, um, and her giftedness, but um, just realizing that we really need to see our children for where they are, which, you know, same mm-hmm. with Ransom with our son who has autism, seeing them for what level they're really on, even if they're really strong in certain areas, that doesn't mean that uh, they're not still children who need grace and who need understanding for where they are. For me, uh, I, uh, and I, with talking to some friends, this doesn't seem like to be a common thing, but when it came to discipline, I was just always just a little bit too harsh. Like it didn't like not trying to be, but very firm and like rigid at some points and impatient. And that's really being still being softened in me. And it's like, Hey, let's just communicate on a like conversational level rather than, and take the, any anger or frustration out of, the consequence or delivering the the news or like, you know, like softening all the blow, you know, it's like, it's doesn't nothing. Everything isn't a hammer situation. Sometimes you need to do, yeah. Hey, stop that. And other times it's like, okay, well, that wasn't a good choice. And just, let's just talk it out. So that's been the recently the, the most growth that I'm seeing because for probably too long, I was just like, too quick to go to the hammer. <laughs> you know, mm. it's like not everything is a hammer. Right. Hammer situation. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing those. I know that all of us, you know, bring our own flavors into the failure. And so it is great to hear uh, that, that we're not alone, that somebody else out there is struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you give some encouragement to parents that are, that have discovered that their children have special needs. What what would you say that would be encouraging uh, for any listeners in that um, situation? Um, so when we realized that Ransom had autism, I had like this moment where my heart broke for a little while. It's like, oh my goodness, he's two. And I feel like I'm seeing him for the first time. And it was like, oh, my goodness, I wept because it was like, I can't imagine not being seen by my father. But it quickly turned as like, 
I did see him and he came alive once he is like he recognized that I saw him and he came alive and I think about it now it's like I wouldn't change anything about who he is and it's us discovering more of that of who he is is how he's going to become more alive so the goal is just like bringing it out of him it's like it's it's changed us in the best way it's it's such a weird thing to say it's like you don't really invite challenges into your life but that's where real growth happens almost across the board in any situation is with the challenge so it's it's improved everything about our family and us as parents and us as people so uh, the challenge is is something to i don't want to say celebrate but it's an opportunity for us to grow and I mean, God made him just like yeah. he is, you know, and like it's any inconvenience from a tantrum or, uh, or whatever as an opportunity or a, a situation circumstance might be at the end of the day, it's an opportunity to grow closer to him, grow closer to God and, I don't know. I, I hope that's encouraging because <laughs> I, I wasn't, I, it's been a real gift for us. Yeah. I think for us in particular, it's, we have seen that, you know, you hear of it as kind of being like this hardship, this thing to mourn when families get a diagnosis. And if there's a family going through that, that's okay. Like that's valid. If you were mourning, you know, the, thought that you had for what life was going to be like, and you're seeing it's going to be different than the dreams that you had. But for us, I think it was also such a blessing because it just opened our eyes to who our son really was, how he communicated with us. There were so many ways he was communicating <laughs> with us that it. we just didn't see because we were looking for the ways a typical two-year-old, neurotypical two-year-old would communicate. And once we realized, we saw like just the depth of his communication and the ways he was showing us who he was. Um, so it was a real blessing for our family because it opened our eyes to just really getting to see him more. Um, and kind of like Gary mentioned, just knowing, you know, this is not, it's not this horrible thing. It's not a mistake. Like God created him this way for a purpose. And we could live in fear and look at how the world treats people with disabilities and special needs and think, oh no, you know, he's going to have a hard road. He's going to, but no, God knows the time he placed him in, the family he placed him in, the circumstances he placed him in. He has a purpose for him. And we've already seen how he's just changed our hearts as parents towards not just him, but towards our other children as well. Um, mm. And it's, it's just been amazing to see. Like, it's it's not even been a year since his diagnosis. He was diagnosed in November. We started to suspect in August, and it's now May. Um, and there are, and we recognize we, that it, disabilities across the board are all different and there are real challenges for people yes. like, uh, like yeah we, we don't we, want to we, downplay yeah we're not like belittling any ch serious challenges that someone is facing but I, at the end of the day I really feel like anything that God brings to us is always to bring us closer to him mm -hmm. and that's and that's it you know like even with hard stuff even mm -hmm. like like especially the hard stuff mm -hmm. um and we see that as an opportunity 
for us. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I, I often wonder what it, what the world is like for Ransom. Like, how does he see the world? Like, what is it like for him? Mm-hmm. Um, and coming to that level and trying to see the world through his eyes has just made me a better friend to everybody. I think, you know, mm-hmm. more compassionate, more le- less quick to, I am definitely less quick to judge anything I see anybody going through. It's like in public, when you, you go, you cross someone and they're going through something, it's like, you have no idea what has brought them to that place. And our son has helped me see that because mm-hmm. it can happen. Like we could be in public and he's like, he wanted a cookie and we didn't get the cookie or, or whatever it is. And he couldn't tell us what it is. So it's only communication at some point. It's just sometimes just to cry. Or right. have a meltdown, and it's not it, it's not he's just spoiled. It's just that he can't communicate. So yet. I have compassion for him for not being able to tell me, and that has softened my heart across the board with dealing with people, just in general. It's like you never know, yeah, what has brought that's, them to that moment. That's really good. Love that perspective to to uh, focus on how God is using this to connect you guys. Not that. Um, that's the sole purpose. And it's exciting to see what, who Ransom is going to become as he flourishes in a home that understands his way of communicating, that understands, um, and, you know, culture of your family to be able to give him a platform to communicate. Um, so I'm really excited to see him grow and flourish. And of course, Me your too. daughters and you guys, <laughs> it's really, it's exciting I look forward yeah. to it. Um, we really are so grateful that you guys took the time to share um, some really vulnerable things that, you know, not everybody is just willing to talk about right off the bat, but we're so grateful that you did. And um, Micah and I are so blessed that we do know you guys. Uh, you, We were so grateful you had us over for dinner the other night. Wow. We failed to mention Gary can cook. <laughs> oh, my yes. goodness. Yeah. Yes. And Rachel can bake. <laughs> oh my goodness. And they can host like nobody's business. And so if you do not know the whites, <laughs> there are so <laughs> many reasons. <laughs> you will have a good time either with their kids, over a good meal, over some good music. There are so many different reasons that you have got to go introduce yourself to the whites. And of course, as you can see, they are more than willing to share their testimony and the story of their family. Um, So thank you so much, Gary and Rachel, for joining us tonight on another episode of How to Connect with Your Kids. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. It was great. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.